Hey guys, I'm Anali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to the Through Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through dating, school, and just life in general. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Through Faith Podcast for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah and I'm a co-host of Through Faith. And I'm Anali, the other co-host. And this is take two of recording this podcast because I'm not even going to lie, me and Manali just got halfway through our first take and we were like, this sounds horrible and what we just said made no sense because we're both perfectionists. And so we were like, let's just delete the whole thing. Just scratch it off and let's start all over. I was like, okay, great. So here we are, take two. And we were also going to try and record this episode outside per Manali's idea. And we went outside and she knows I'm picky about, like, background noises and stuff. And the birds were chirping. And I was like, nope, nope, we have to go inside. Absolutely not. No. So we compromised. And now we're sitting in a room with a window. And I opened the window for Manelli. Yep. <laughs> so she can look outside. <laughs> and I don't have the background noise. So anyways, after that little preface, um, if you don't know who we are and this is your first time listening, before we get into anything, I'm going to let Manelli go ahead and introduce ourselves. Yes, so Hannah and I are two friends who are... Two in, best friends. Two best friends <laughs> at that, who are in college. We have been friends for 11 years and um, met in fifth grade. Um, throughout our 11 years of friendship, we have um, walked through a lot of the same seasons of life together. Mm-hmm. And by listening to our testimon- testimonies podcast, you can hear how God has definitely intervened in... Um, been a huge factor in our lives and in our friendship as well. Mm-hmm. So with our podcast, um, we have three seasons. Our first season. Gosh, um, has it been that long? We yes. have three already. That's so crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. It is very amazing. Um, in our first season, we kind of talk about some general Christian topics as well as relationships. Our second season talks more about relationships, and this season has a little bit of both, just like the first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty, and that's where we are now. <laughs> um, but anyways, I don't think I've said this yet, but for this episode today, well, you can tell it in the title, but we're going to be talking about um, 10 things that we would tell our high school selves. So basically, Manali and I sat down separately and just came up with 10 different things that we would want to tell um, ourselves if we, or what we would want our high school self to know. Um, knowing the things that we know now and it kind of made us like a little bit emotional well I know it made me emotional I don't know about you but yeah. it made me a little bit emotional like going back and thinking about my high school self and I was like ugh, like I just wish I could tell her some things that I know now mm-hmm. so we are really really excited for this episode yes I think um, this will be beneficial for college age students but also yeah. I know we have a good bit of high school girls who listen in as well as moms who listen in, um, mm-hmm. and if we can do anything to share some experience that we've gained and knowledge that we've gained along the way, then that's mm-hmm. what we're here for. Yeah, and like we said before, I don't know if we've said this in a few episodes, but this podcast is literally for us and you guys, because every guest we have on here, anybody that decides to share their testimony, like it impacts Manali and I so much, like we need this, like that's why we do it is... For everybody, for anybody who chooses to listen and for ourselves too, we have learned 
and grown so much from this podcast. Like, when you think, like, even mm-hmm. in the past year, like, listening to everybody's story because they're all so different. Like, it's just been, it's been amazing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, not to get too emotional or anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're all, we're going to go ahead and get into our question of the week. And it's Manali's turn, and I kind of sprung it on her. <laughs> While we were at the baseball game today, we've had a really long day of baseball, and I was like, oh, hey, uh, you have question of the week this week. She was like, what? You're going to tell me this now? We really stress about question of the week. Like, we make it a really big deal. It is very important. So, she said she had one, so go ahead and let you take it. It is, how did high school prepare you for college? Okay, that is really good. And we were talking today about how we always end up, um... Like, our question of the week always lines up with our topic that we talk about. And it's mm-hmm. kind of unintentional, but it just kind of happens and helps us come up with a question of the week. Um, I feel like I could come up with a few different answers for that because high school does prepare you in a lot of ways. But at the same time, like, it's not end-all be-all, I guess. Yeah. Do you have your answer? Do you want to go first? No, you can go first. Oh, great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, sure, I'll go first. Um... I would say in an academic sense, um, high school, my high school or our high school definitely (laughs) prepared us um, for that because we went to a fairly larger high school, I guess, compared to surrounding areas and um, academics were really, really big. Um, We were, we were, we were an A school, I think we got, yeah, we were like an A plus school. So I mean, our school really took academics seriously, and I also grew up with a mother who took (laughs) academics very seriously. Um, And so, you know, there would be times like, ugh, like, other schools don't have to do this. Like, this teacher's really hard. Like, we're not in college. Like, why are they giving assignments this hard? And now I look back, and I can, you know, it's not too much of a struggle for me, but it's also not in a way that's like, oh my gosh, I've never done assignments this hard. Like, I can't do this. No, I mean... I will say, like, our high school kind of prepared us for that. Would you say so? Yeah, I honestly wish I could shake myself silly in <laughs> right. school for complaining about some of the assignments yeah, no. that we did. <laughs> no, really, like, those assignments were easier than I what we had. senior project for granted. Me too. <laughs> our senior project, we, y'all, that was like, nobody was looking forward to senior project. We thought it was so hard. That is the easy, if you're a senior, know now that that's the easiest project you'll ever do. <laughs> and I don't say that to scare you. I'm just saying, like, it's okay. You'll get through senior project and you'll get through college also, but appreciate, appreciate your assignments. They're not too hard. I promise. Um, but yeah, I would say it definitely helped me as far as academics goes. And then I would also say, um, just kind of life in general with high school is, um, as far as friends go, like I said in our testimony episodes, Manali and I kind of only had each other growing up. And, like, that was great. But I wish I could tell myself that that was, like, okay and to appreciate that more. Because I think you and I both went through seasons where it could kind of feel lonely, but we had each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we would feel lonely, but we had each other. And we didn't really, like, appreciate that more. Um, because, you know, now we've learned it's better to have one friend who, you know, shares the same morals and values as you do and really uplifts and encourages you. But we would worry about like, why don't other people, you know, why don't we get invited to things? Why don't other people like us? Like, why don't I have any other friends? And I would say in college, you know, everybody expects, oh, you'll go and make tons of friends at college. And for some people that is true and that's great. And it really depends on how much you open up to people you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. um and I'm very grateful for the friends I've made along the way 
but I I will say high school kind of prepared me like to be content with the friends that you already have and be content with not having just so many friends like it's okay mm-hmm. and I'm not content with you Manali that's what I'm saying no I'm but I'm just saying like I'm very very thankful now to just have one friend and or we talked about Allison too like really we all three of us had each other yeah so um but yeah I'd say it prepared me in that sense also yeah and I think too like because I agree that friends I mean that high school really prepared us in the friends department but um the stigma that high school carries with friends is that you need to have a lot to be cool and to be popular and I think that's why Hannah and I like would go through like little periods of like oh well all these girls are having these, like, really cool senior parties when I get invited to any of them, and we thought that we were friends, like, in high school. Oh, yeah, we can say that now. <laughs> we're out of high school. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that that would really hurt our feelings, like, that we wouldn't get invited to any of the senior parties or anything, but, I mean, look, if you're in high school right now, I'm not gonna lie to you, none of that matters when you graduate. That's if you ha- If you didn't get invited to a senior party, if you didn't get invited to, or just anything, period, in high school, I promise you... It doesn't matter, and nobody ever remembers after you graduate, because it doesn't matter. It just doesn't. It's fun at the time, but it's okay. It's not end-all, be-all. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, getting, I'm not saying getting used to it, but like, (laughs) kind of getting used to it Get used to being uninvited, but for real. (laughs) I mean, it, especially if you are strong in your beliefs and strong in your morals and you want mm. to carry that, to carry that into college, you're going to have to get used to that. Is, that's so true. Like being left mm. out and being uninvited or not being invited. Is it uninvited or word? No, yeah. not being invited to like no, parties the word. <laughs> or to the bar or to whatever yeah. because you want to stay true to who you are mm-hmm. and who you um, worship. Yeah. And I feel like we should go ahead and end this conversation here because we're going to get too much into our episode, which we're about to get into. Do you have any, did you have another answer for that or anything? No, I'm good. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and get into the episode. So like I said earlier, Manali and I are going to discuss 10 different things that um, we would tell ourselves if we were back in high school. So Manali, if you want to go ahead and read your first point, we'll just start with yours. Yes. So, my first one is do not compromise your morals or beliefs for people. Mm-hmm. And um, this is our second time taping this, but um, the first time I said that um, to get more in-depth stories in, like, reasoning behind all of both of what we have to say, um, by listening to our Testimonies podcast, you can hear a little bit of why we would tell our high school selves this. Yeah. But anyways... Um, compromising my morals and beliefs. So my freshman, not freshman, junior and senior year, um, I got involved with a lot of the wrong people. And this is not about Hannah and Allison. This is a different group of people. <laughs> I take that personally. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, and I fell victim to lust and temptation and, um, got wrapped up in some things that I shouldn't have. And, um, that caused me to step away from my faith and to ignore all of what God calls us to do and who he calls us to be. Mm-hmm. And um, I lost a lot of myself in that process. And I think, you know, like you've said, um, high schoolers struggle with this a lot. And it's yeah. a battle that Christians, as uh, we as Christians face daily, whether you're in high school, college, yeah. or you're a grown up, there's always going to be a temptation that... Um, 
it's tested daily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to dangle in front of your face all the time. Yeah. But um, that would be my first piece of advice to tell myself as a high schooler is to not yeah. compromise who you are and what you believe yeah. for people just to fit in. Yeah. I think, like I was saying in the last one, is that um, I think that's something every single high schooler struggles with on a daily basis. And I know for me, um, I'll get into this one in uh, one of my points in a little bit, but... Um, you know, um, as far as friends goes, as I talked about in the question of the week is really having Manali and Allison as my only friends was really helpful for me because I think if I had had any other friends, I definitely would have fallen short and I would have fallen into more temptations, um, that faced me on the daily because I almost had like a want for like, well, I want to fit in like everybody else does this. Like, I know I'm a Christian, but like, I want to do that too. You know, that's just, how I thought in high school and now Mm -hmm. I look back and I'm like I'm so so thankful like I had friends who um held me accountable and made me stick to my convictions that I had it it's um it's hard and it's Mm -hmm. very hard in high school because you don't get a choice really who you surround yourself with in the classroom I mean you can't that's how you really have to develop a foundation of who you are in Christ because it can be easy to fall short yeah yeah but that's a good one Um, I guess for mine, the first one that I have written down is you're not supposed to make as many friends as you possibly can. And I, we already discussed this like in Manali's point and in the question of the week, but I guess to just build off of what I already said, um, it can be easy to feel left out and left out of certain friend groups or like you thought you were in this friend group and then it turns out they all went and did stuff without you. Like that happened to Manali and I quite a few times and You know, you can ask, like, well, why didn't they? Like, what did I do? Like, how can I conform to be more like them so they'll want me? You know, there's Mm -hmm. so many, so many questions that you want to ask yourself. And now looking back, like, God protects you. He, he can isolate you to just a few friends for a reason. Um, But I, I would just say... I thought, like, oh, I wanted to have a bunch of friends. Like, I wanted to feel better about myself. Like, I wanted to think I had a lot of friends, and I didn't. And that's okay. And now I wish I could go back and tell my high school self, it's okay. You're not supposed to have many friends. Like you said in your answer for the question of the week or whatever, like, you aren't supposed to have as many friends. As a Christian, we're not going to make very many friends in this world. Like, it's just not, not how it was made to be. Yeah, not as... Not many friends who are going to share and protect your faith like yes. uh, another Christian would. Exactly. And I think, like, to build off of friends in general, like, social media. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know Instagram can be a little bit of a toxic environment sometimes, especially in high school, because likes and views are a big thing. Mm-hmm. And to get over 100 likes or 200 likes or whatever, that's my... <laughs> That was my standard in high school. Like, right. 100 likes is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it means you're cool and, like, who's liking your pictures and who oh, follows yeah. you, who doesn't follow you back. Mm. And, like, that was a big thing in high school. And it's something that, I mean, Hannah can attest that I check on <laughs> even now in college. Yeah, even now in college, she'll come to me. And it's just, it's funny. We laugh about it now. But there were a few times she'd come to me and be like, did you know that this person doesn't follow me or you back? And I'm like, how did you find that? Like... No, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, I just randomly go through my fault. Anyways, that's besides <laughs> the point. But but in terms of when it comes to friends and social media, that can be a big thing to play in as well. And, in, um, you know, your friends aren't going to come through social media. Like, those are just 
kind of materialistic things. So mm-hmm. my advice in that aspect would be just to not place your worth in how many likes you get. Because once you graduate from college, they plummet. <laughs> I mean, not college. Once I graduate from high school, yeah, they plummet. No, I can't that's barely so get a hundred now. No, for real though. Like in high school, I would feel so cool. I would get four or five hundred likes, and I'd be like, "Oh my gosh! Like <laughs> this is great! Like yep. I've never gotten five hundred likes before." And now I'm like, "Oh hey, Manali, I got a hundred likes! Like look at that! We're cool!" And it's like, yep. you know, it's it won't be like that forever, <laughs> and that's yep. okay. But, yeah, I would just say, you know, you're not supposed to have as many friends as you possibly can. Yeah. If you want to go into your next one. Okay. My next one is your athletic ability and performance in school can only take you so far. So, don't place all of your bets in one jar. Ooh, that's a good one. And my thing behind this is my junior year of high school, um, freshman and sophomore year, I devoted a lot of my time to emailing college coaches for soccer. Did you really? Yes. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. (laughs) And we go to a bunch of ID camps where I was constantly looked at by at least 100 college coaches and was talking to them, trying to go somewhere. And my junior year, um, it was in December, I ended up tearing my ACL meniscus and lost all the attention of any college coach that was ever talking to me, even community colleges that have been talking to me since freshman year. And um, that completely changed the trajectory of my path and um, left me really disappointed and just kind of broken because I placed all of my bets in soccer Mm. and that I was going to go somewhere, maybe not four-year school, but a two-year school and play for two years. And I didn't have to really have my life figured out for the next two years, at least. Mm -hmm. And so when that was kind of all taken away from me, I didn't know what to do with myself and was really broken and lost. But through the process of recovering from my surgery, I was able to go through um, a lot of physical therapy and doctor's appointments and um, ended up finding my career or, or oh my gosh, or confirmation in my <laughs> career um, through that process. So if you are placing all of your bets in one jar, there's a way um, God's eventually going to show you a different way or, um, you know, teach you that lesson. But in hindsight, I would definitely tell myself to um, trust more in the Lord's plan, but also don't place all of your worth and plans in athletic ability or school performance no that's a that's a good one I think definitely if you obviously play a high school sport um we can all definitely relate to this one I you can hear a little bit about like my journey with dance and everything in my testimony but um I never really put too much of my worth or emphasis in dance until my the end of my junior year and beginning of senior year I don't know what happened with me I don't know what it was but I completely just like did a 180 and I devoted myself to like I was in um the studio every day like I was not eating certain foods like I was only drinking water do you remember that I went through like I only drank water it was it was crazy I would not do that now um and it was really crazy But, um, and then of course, like once I started putting all my worth and all my eggs in one basket, like it completely became crumbling down and that was COVID. (laughs) COVID put a stop and a damper to, um, all my plans that I had for that. But, um, the Lord worked it out and everything. I ended up going to college and danced for a little bit there and it, it all worked out, but my worth wasn't put in those things anymore. So make sure that you're just enjoying what you're doing. You're not 
you know, putting all of your worth into that sport. So, no, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, for my next one, I have, um, this one kind of goes into my last one, so I'm gonna say two if that's okay, so this Mm -hmm. episode isn't too long, but my number two point was you won't be invited to things, but be thankful that you aren't. So I guess this could kind of go into the friends one. Um, I would really get, like, my feelings hurt if I wasn't invited to certain things in high school or like we mentioned earlier, if we weren't invited to senior parties or people that we thought we were close to. Or, like, for us, it was, like, a big deal, apparently. Like, if you got invited to a certain after party, like, after you're in a vet, and so we would get, um, like, our feelings a little bit hurt. And now I look back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like thank you God for not letting me get invited to that. Like I could have easily gotten myself in trouble. I could have easily fallen short. Like God really had his hand over me there. And I I just, for that one, I would just say like, be thankful if you aren't invited to that many things. You never know what God could be protecting you from. Yes, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, But my number three point, since we've kind of, we've talked about the friends, we've talked about being invited to things, but this one is listen to your mom and dad. I promise they're just trying to guide you in the right direction. My parents are going to love this point. Um, But it is, it's so true. And we don't really realize it until even after maybe one or two years of college. Um, You know, it can be aggravating because you're like, your parents are your parents and you don't want to listen to them. And I'm not trying to be that person. Listen to your mom and dad. Do what they told you to. Like, I was there. It can be aggravating. Like, they don't understand or you think that they don't. And... I promise that they're just trying to guide you in the right direction. And I don't think I ever, I never really just like disobeyed my parents growing up, but I could feel sometimes a little bit like suffocated almost. Like they would give me good advice, but I would just get so frustrated and be like, but that's not what it is. Like, that's not what I'm experiencing. I don't see that. I don't see the direction that this is going based off of what you're telling me. And now I do. Now I look back, I'm like, wow, like they were right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, God's rewarded me in certain areas of my life by staying on the right path. And so I was very thankful to have them um, encouraging me. And I'm not saying this isn't the same for everybody's parents. Everybody's um, home life is different. But I can say for mine and just across the board is um, most of the time they're just trying to guide you in the right direction. So yeah. I yeah. think it <clears throat> can be hard sometimes because, you know, you're, like you said, your parents are your parents. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they have your best interest in mind, even though... I mean, we're in high school, you're between 14 and 18 years old. You don't know what your best interests are yet. Yeah. And um, if, you know, you have parents who, you know, are caring about you and love you very much, which I'm sure they do, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be looking out for you and caring for you always. And although it might be a little frustrating sometimes, um, leaning into their advice and things that they tell you mm-hmm. is going to be like you said, the most rewarding thing in the world because a lot of times it will keep you out of trouble or it will, I mean, even keep you from getting your heart broken if mm-hmm. you are able to share with them that much. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. For my third point, I have God is the only one who will give you a solid foundation and show you what true love is. That's good. Thanks, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason that I put this is because I think a lot of us can attest to having our first love in high school. Mm -hmm. um and 
you know, when you have your first love, that's kind of what sets the foundation of what you think love is. Yeah. Um, especially if you don't really know, if you haven't really been able to experience and study what God's love really means. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having a boyfriend in high school, that set my foundation, my foundation in um, definition for what love was. And it was completely screwed up and caused me a lot of heartbreak. And um, so... Just if you're in high school, make sure you like study the Bible and read the truth of what God's love really is. So you're not. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, please believe it because there are so many times like I, even still now, I can read it and I know it's true, but I don't believe it. Yeah. Like, I mean, that is the most truthful you are going to get is what the Bible tells you. And um, unfortunately, there is not a single human on that on this earth that can give you a love that is as perfect as God's is. And so, um, learning that the hard way is going to be rough. But mm-hmm. I mean, and eventually you'll be okay. But learning um, now that God's love is the truest form of love will yeah help you a lot. That's so true. Run. My um, my point is. My or my next point kind of builds off of yours. So mine is it's okay and it's healthy to date in high school, but keep your discernments. Um, so I don't I don't know if you had mentioned this or not, but we talked about like that, you know, your first love in high school or whatever. And I think we've kind of talked about like I don't really I don't really believe in a first love because you know we all have our different definitions of what we think love is. But like you just said, the truest form of love is God. Um, and I think sometimes you know, people will try to tell you, don't date in high school. You're not going to marry who you're in high school with. And I, I mean, to that, I would just kind of say, like, you may not end up with that person in high school, but everybody's story is different. And I think it really is, it's healthy today because I have an analogy, or I don't really know if it's an analogy, but something to compare it to. But do you know how, um, when you have, like your wisdom teeth taken out or you break a bone or something and people say, or not break a bone, but whenever you get your wisdom teeth taken out, everybody's like, do it when you're younger. Don't wait till you're older because the process is so much harder and it's more painful when you're older. I kind of compare that like to dating a little bit. And I'm not saying don't go and just date whoever and don't have as many boyfriends as, as you possibly can. But if it feels right and you're using your discernments and, um, you know, this person has, something that or you see something in them it's okay to date them it's okay to be boyfriend and girlfriend you know and if you end up breaking up you know what that process is like now you know what a heartbreak feels like and it's just like getting your wisdom teeth taken out you know if you got them out when you were younger you know it's kind of less painful because now you're older you don't have to get them taken out does that make any sense no yeah is that making any sense because when you get your wisdom teeth taken out when you're older like everybody says it's so much more painful and they wish they would have gotten them taken out when they were younger so I take that as kind of a comparison is like you know we go through a heartbreak earlier in life that way when we're older like it doesn't hurt as bad because we've been through it before and I've kind of you know, I've found myself in that situation. Like I went through a breakup whenever I was in high school and it was very painful, but I do not regret dating at all. You know, I still use my discernments. It didn't work out. And I'm thankful God has led me to where he's brought me now. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like, I think, like you said, there are people that were going to tell you not to date in high school and that can be a good idea Mm -hmm. if you are very, um, 
set on protecting yourself throughout high school. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. But I think once you get to college and you start um, experiencing a bunch of new things and and meeting a bunch of new people, um, having some prior experience to like things like heartbreak, but also knowing what your standards are and being able to stand by them because you have experience with them being either broken or a little tampered with. Because Mm -hmm. I know like in high school, Hannah and I both had a couple, couple of boyfriends a boyfriend or two um <laughs> boyfriend or two <laughs> you know <laughs> either helped us set our standards to begin with or um gave us new standards to add to our list of things that we want in a future guy mm-hmm. and that's not something we would have been able to do had we not dated in high school so I think that's a great point as well yeah that's so true um did I just do my point or is it your mm-hmm. turn yeah no it's my turn your turn okay there you go <laughs> My fourth one, this is kind of funny. Well, it's not funny. Anyways, <laughs> although you have excelled in every other math until senior year, that does not qualify you for being good at calculus. <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> this is one of the lighthearted, lighthearted ones that you're talking about. So my senior year, I thought, so my freshman, sophomore, and junior, I don't know why I just didn't say freshman and junior year, um, I did really good in all the algebras and geometry. So I was like, okay, I'm a beast at math. I will excel in this AMP calculus, AMP, AP <laughs> calculus. Um, that was completely false. I dropped out after the first semester because I was failing and it really humbled me in my math abilities. So that, that's something that I would tell my high school self for sure. <laughs> is that just because you're good at algebra does not mean you're going to be good at calculus, which props to the those of you who do take calculus and will take calculus because mm-hmm. more power to you. Just could not be me. Yeah. Um, I can't relate to that one because I have always sucked at math and I've always known that I sucked at math and I still do suck at math. <laughs> so um, I let them have at all the calculus, all the math. I was strictly English, hence why I'm an English major now. I, you know... So that's yours. That's good. But if you're a math person, take Manali's advice on that one. Okay, but my fifth one is work hard at everything you do, whether it's sports, assignments, etc. And for me, this one just has to do with just working hard in general. But I feel like if I would have um, worked a little bit harder at everything I did in high school, it would be easier to work harder at things now in college. Like if I had taken all those hard assignments that I once had like more seriously and I would have like maybe even gone the extra mile or I would have worked harder at it, like it would have been easier to build that habit early on. Um, And in sports too, like like I said in my last answer is I waited until the end of junior year and the beginning of senior year to actually work hard for something that I wanted. But if I had done that when I was younger, then, and that's different from putting your worth and value in it, but I mean, just working hard at it, you know, um, I, it, it all, hard work always pays off in the end. It just does. And that's just good advice all around. I feel like. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think, isn't it, uh, it's definitely a Bible verse. I want to say it's like work hard and all that you do. Yes, for because, the Lord. Yeah, that's and what um is that Colossians three twenty three? I think so. I'll I'll I don't, Anyways, I don't it's a Bible verse. It's in Colossians because my dad references it all the time. Yeah. Um because that's kind of where I get that from is my dad, he works very, very hard and he always references that Bible verse in Colossians that um work hard and all that you do. Yes. So um, and like you said, it definitely builds a good habit to bring into college. Cause once you're in college, like we've talked about at the beginning of the episode, you don't have that accountability anymore. You yeah. are your accountability. Mm-hmm. And so 
building good habits in high school were transferring to college. Um, my fifth ep- <laughs> fifth point is <laughs> it is okay to let go of people who do not treat you right. Yeah. And while this may seem like, oh, Manali, obviously you let go of people who don't treat you right. <laughs> um, it's not always that easy. Easier said than done. Yes. Always. Um, whether that's friends or boyfriends or girlfriends. Um, I know, like, my freshman year of high school, it was really hard for me to let go of some friends that I was close to in middle school because um, once we got in high school, they weren't nice to me anymore, and they didn't treat me right. They didn't invite me to things, and... Um, they were talking behind my back anytime that I'd leave a room or whatever the case was, but I wanted so badly to be a part of their friend group or just to be able to say that I was their friend that I would endure that and um, compromise my morals and standards of wanting, of requiring to be treated right regardless of anything. Um, yeah, so. That one, that one kind of hits home for me and I didn't even, I don't even think I put that one on there, but even still today, I think that is like one of my biggest struggles is going back and looking at past friendships and past relationships. I have never been somebody to see my worth enough to be able to like let somebody go who doesn't treat me right because I'm such, I'm a person who is always like, but you know, I can't give up on them. Like, I can't give up on this. Like, even if they're not treating me right, like, I don't have anything else. I don't have anybody else. Like, I've always been that way. And that's, mm-hmm. I've always been that way since high school. I mean, mm-hmm. I would put up with a lot instead of, you know, being okay with letting somebody go. Yes, you can forgive them, but you need to have enough um, self-respect for yourself to let go of those people who don't treat you right. I understand that this is so hard, like genuinely, even to this day, that is something that is so hard for me to do and something I'm still learning. But especially in high school, that can, that can be a lot harder, Mm -hmm. um, because you're around those people every day, but it, it, it's still okay to do. Um, or even if you have to have a hard conversation with them, it's okay. Yeah. I was going to say one more thing after that. Go for it. Um, that, if you choose to let go of somebody, God's always going to bring um, somebody to replace them in a diff- maybe in a different way. But mm-hmm. God has different people for different seasons. And, you know, once that person's time runs out in that season, God's going to bring somebody new. Or maybe it, it might just be you and him for a little bit. But eventually you'll turn a corner and he's going to bring you somebody that's going to treat you right. And that's going to be nice to you and do all the things that God calls us to be and do for others. Yeah, that's very very true period (laughs) that's something all everybody needs to hear (laughs) high school college um but no yeah that's good uh my sixth point is um get involved in a church community if you're able to for support and stability um I talk about this a little bit in my testimony episode but I never really grew up in like a youth group or anything like that but I do remember Manali and I would go to a few different churches around here on Wednesday nights Um, and it is very helpful. Like I look back now and, you know, it was kind of looking back, that was kind of a breath of fresh air for us. Like we would go and we could just lay our burdens down at the cross and we could pray over it. And cause school is, high school is hard. I know. I, you know, a lot of people are like, high school is not that hard. And even me and Manali are saying stuff (laughs) like that. And high school is not that hard. We're not trying to, to downplay the struggles you're facing in high school. It can be hard. I understand, especially your age, where you're at in life. It, It can be hard. And I really, truly think a church community 
helps with that. So if you're able to get plugged in somewhere like on Sundays or in like a small group or something, or even on Wednesday nights, if you're able to just, you know, put yourself out there and, you know, be uncomfortable for the first little bit to go and meet friends and make community and to give yourself some stability. Because I wish I had kind of gotten a little bit more plugged in um, with the church when I was in high school. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I was not the most involved student in um, our youth group, um, partly because I was terrified to go by myself or to just to be uncomfortable in general. We both were. And so <laughs> that caused me to not ever get involved with our church community, but I definitely think that's something that you'll have that to carry with you through college. My <laughs> sixth point is enjoy the season you're in. High school comes and goes in the blink of an eye, so don't miss it. Um, I think in high school, it can be very easy to get senioritis. And I know <laughs> yeah. me and Hannah had that junior year. Um, and you're always, you know, whenever you get senioritis, you're rushing so much, so many things. You, or you can rush so many things. Yeah. You just want to graduate. You want to get out of there and get to college. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, with that, you can miss a lot of good opportunities and just good times in general by focusing so much on what could be in the future and I know like my um junior senior year after senior year I tried to apply to a program and didn't end up getting in but the reason I was applying to the program was so I could get in and out of college quicker and was focusing so much high or my senior year of high school on like getting into this program that I didn't even like pay attention to like the importance of the classes or um, like really get to enjoy the classes because I was so worried about grades and making sure I had a high enough GPA to be able to apply for the program. And so um, just make sure you enjoy your season in high school because honestly, mm-hmm. that's the easiest season you're going to get until maybe you retire because college <laughs> is hard and yeah. it gets harder after college when you have to find a job. Yeah. So And that's just, that's not just to be like, oh, it only gets worse. Like <laughs> we're not trying to do that. But you know, I look back and I'm like, I do wish I would have enjoyed it a little bit more, like just had a little bit more fun instead of just stressing so much about my grades. Like, yes, grades are super important and you need to make sure that you're making good grades, but it can, you know, you, you'll miss out on a lot because we look back and like, gosh, like we had it, we had it so good and high school you know Mm -hmm. and senior year especially like I won't even lie like that all the things comes to an end really really quickly um you know May what what, when did we grab we said when we graduated May 20th Mm -hmm. yeah we graduated two years ago by the way we never said that um you know May 20th comes quickly it um and you're kind of faced with a season that you didn't think you'd be in kind of that transition stage I think we talk about this on episode but um, navigating that transition between high school and uh, college. So it's just like enjoy where you're at. Don't stress too much about the future. Don't stress too much about everything. Enjoy enjoy the times now um, yes. because it does, it does come to an end very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my next one is actually going back to relationships and stuff, I think. But it says, do not base your self-esteem off of a boy... Of, of what a boy thinks of you or comparison to your friends. I mean, wow, this is something that is still, I would say just recently, like, I've started navigating. 
And I'm like, gosh, if I would have established this earlier, like it would have been a lot better. I have always struggled with insecurity and self-esteem issues so much that I could even bring them out on like other people. That's just something that's always been a huge struggle for me. And um, I thought once I got to a certain age, I was like, wow, I feel a lot more confident in myself. And I thought I had myself thinking it was because I knew my worth in God. And yes, I was a Christian. I did. I, I knew what my worth was, but I didn't believe it. Um, and there's a very big difference. There's knowing and believing. And, um, you know, I would go off of whether I had a boyfriend at the time or what my boyfriend was saying to me. And then when we would break up, I didn't feel that. I felt extremely insecure. I felt hurt. I felt broken. And um, so then, you know, then I would get another boyfriend and then I would feel better about myself. And then I still had past hurts. So then I would, um, I'd get insecure again. And I didn't really know my worth and value of who I was um, in the Lord. And I also would compare myself to my friends. Um, or I wouldn't even say friends, more like classmates. Um Lots of, like, we, you know, like, oh, she's so pretty, she's so popular, like, if I dye my hair this color, if I dress this way, if I have a Lululemon skirt, if I have Lululemon shorts, like, we, I mean, we all went through that phase, but, um, don't compare yourself seriously, your, and your security will only be found in God alone, no matter who you're around, no matter what friends you have, no matter what relationship you're in, you have to make sure you're secure in who you are in God. Yeah. And, you know, comparison kills joy. That yeah. is the biggest thing that I could emphasize about anything to do with comparison is mm-hmm. you'll never truly be happy with yourself and happy with who you are and who God made you to be until you can rest confident and rest assured that God made you the way you're supposed to be and that you are beautifully and wonderfully made in his image. Um, so for my seventh one is be confident in your opinions on topics that are controversial. So... Our senior year, Hannah and I were in an English class that <laughs> I know where you're going. Was <laughs> very hard for oh us gosh. because, um, you know, growing up in the South, we're not, you know, standing next to another Southern Mississippi Southern person. You're not mm-hmm. going to have very many different opinions from them. <laughs> but <laughs> our English class had very different opposing opinions um, that are not aligned with Christian beliefs necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so um, we were constantly debating about whether one way was right or the other way was right. And Hannah and I can both say that we would hide, or I especially would hide <laughs> no, we in both the did. back of the we class. Would, like, would never say anything during these topics because I was so scared of being thought of as like, oh, well, of course that girl would believe this way and like believe this thing and like you know all that stuff but um being confident in those opinions will help you so much when you get to college as well Mm -hmm. because um unfortunately whenever you get to college you are surrounded by even more people who do not believe the same I can attest to this (laughs) yes Hannah can definitely talk about this even more than I can but um you know, being confident where you stand in certain topics, whether it's biblical or political or whatever, knowing that you're not going to change for um, what other people think about you um, is going to help you a lot in the future. So stand for what you believe in in college. I know it's, or not in college, in high school, because it's very important what you get into college and in real life. Mm-hmm. No, that is, that's very, very true. Um, 
I remember that English class and we would get so like we would get so scared and um because we were definitely like in the minority as far as like Mm -hmm. Christian beliefs and values go um and we shouldn't have even had to do that in a high school English class (laughs) but um we are tested daily in that area too so it's like stick true to what is true what God says is true so that's a good one um okay number eight we're getting close to the end I thought we would have more that are the same but we actually don't have that many that are the same but um mine is remember that those who are mean to you and others are the ones who are hurting the most and needs your prayers the most this one is very very difficult um I struggled a little bit with some bullying issues from about like eighth grade to even like the end of ninth grade I think um with my own friend group or who I thought I was in a friend group with and you know looking back like I would just think like these people are so mean or like if a boy would call me ugly like I would take it so personally and it it hurts and now me and Manali can both attest to seeing getting older and we see the path that our classmates have chosen to take it makes us sad now because we saw like hey that person who was hurting me they were hurting me because they were hurt Mm-hmm. and it hurts them to see you happy it hurts them to, like they, they want to be happy too and this can be the hardest pill to swallow even as adults um we don't understand why people are mean to us we don't understand why people want to break us and it's because they're hurting or it's because they're unhappy and I promise you the only thing you can't stop them from being mean to you you can't stop that yes like stick up for yourself but the best thing you can do is pray for them mm-hmm. and you can pray for them to stop hurting. Um, that one, that was actually one that my mom gave me <laughs> and I started thinking about, I was like, wow, like I never looked at it like that, but yeah, we can look back and see the ones that who, I guess, bullied us. Um, they, they kind of chose to take a bad path and now that makes us sad. Yeah. Um, because it's like, wow, like, you know, they, they just need a lot of prayers. They needed somebody there for them cause they were hurt. They just yeah. wanted to hurt me too. Mhm. Yeah, always it's not easy but praying for them and always showing kindness even though it's not the easiest thing to do. Um either one of those is always the best way to go about handling any of those situations. Yeah. Um for my eighth one, I put it's okay that your mom is your best friend. Oh, yes, I love that one. And so through high school, um Hannah has talked about how it was mostly just me, Hannah, and Allison. And, um, you know, when it comes to life experiences and overall life experiences, us three girls that's 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, we don't have a whole <laughs> lot of life experience, especially yeah. when it comes to, like, things like how to deal with friends that are mean to us or how to deal with relationship issues, you know. Mm-hmm. We can't necessarily go to each other all the time because we don't have that experience yet. Yeah. And um, being able to have my mom there through high school and lean into her and her wisdom um, helped me so much. And although it's not always the coolest thing in the world by some high school standards, um, you will be so thankful that you had your mom through high school to help yeah. you through every step of the way. Because I know my mom was my best friend through seasons of my life that I needed somebody the most and she was always there for me. 
Well, that is, I love that one, because even still, I think both of us, we can attest that our mom is our best friend, and even mm-hmm. through high school, like, my mom, I can't really say the beginning of high school, because, you know, like, that's not cool, like, yeah, same. but I would say definitely 11th and 12th grade, my mom was my best friend, and I eventually, I think senior year, I really got confident, and I, I did not care, like, if people knew that my mom was my best friend, because it it's okay, because she's, I mean, they've always been there for us, and mm-hmm. Um, that's not anything embarrassing, and that is okay. <laughs> yeah, there is absolutely nothing wrong with nope, it. there's not. Um, okay, so for my next one, I think this is number nine. Mm-hmm. It says, stick true to your convictions and remember that delayed obedience is disobedience. I have something to say about this one. Um, what I mean by this, because it's, it's kind of confusing, is, you know, we all have our personal convictions in life but what I hear across the board when we were in high school and even in high school today and even among parents today um they'll tell their kids oh my gosh like enjoy where you're at right now like don't even worry about your future or what you do like just live it up to the fullest right now and while that can partially be true when this comes to worldly actions and sinful actions um this this that that's still a sin and I want to explain what I mean by that um people who are like well you know you can worry about trusting God with your life once you graduate and once you graduate college but have fun right now don't even worry about that stuff let me just tell you that is what people can kind of sugarcoat and call delayed obedience that's that's disobedience that's the same thing people just aren't calling it that you are disobeying the convictions that God has set in you if you go somewhere and you know it's wrong but then you're like oh but they said it was okay I can worry about that later I'm young no like it doesn't matter how old you are there's not an age in the bible that says hey you can start you know worrying about sin after this age no like you have to stick true to your convictions and um that's just something like I wish like my high school self would know is be like I can worry about this later I don't have to worry about this conviction now like no you need to stick true to your convictions yeah that's something that's really good actually because that's something I wish I would have known as a high schooler as well and I think you know it can be really hard with especially with the way the world works and how Christianity can be viewed within the world is Mm -hmm. you know um that Christianity is bound between the walls of the church and you know obviously that's not how that works and Christianity goes much further than the walls of the church and you're called to be like Christ all at all all times and like you said delayed obedience is going to be disobedience regardless of how old you are Mm -hmm. um my ninth one is don't sell yourself short because people don't believe in you um I think Um, I think I kind of talked about it earlier about kind of selling myself short and trying to go into a program that was two years rather than trying to go the big four plus possibly three years worth of school. Um, I had a couple of people in my ear telling me that I needed to hurry up and finish school so I could be out and providing for specific people. And um, (laughs) that is not, first of all, that's not what I'm called to do anyway. Second of all, um... You know, there's always going to be people who don't believe in you and doubt your capabilities, but um, resting assured in what God has given you and um, his worth and value in you is going to be worth so much more in the long run than anybody's 
doubt in you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, I yeah. don't know if that came no, out it right. Do, no, but... it does make sense. It's like, I think also um, goes back to like putting your worth in other people instead of what God says about you. Like, obviously, if God has placed that desire in your heart, then like, go for it. Who cares about what, you know, anybody else says? Like, even sometimes your parents can try to, you know, discourage it and you know it's what God has planned for you like if if God has set that desire in your heart then pray about it and make that decision but don't don't go with what everybody else is telling you to do or you will always end up selling yourself short yeah that's good okay we're on our last one (laughs) number 10 mine isn't anything super complicated it ends on remember that high school is not the end of anything it's just the beginning and um, this is something I'm even, like, learning still today is you think after high school, like, life just kind of ends. And sometimes we can go through, like, a, we've talked about this before, kind of like an identity crisis. You yeah. know, you grow up with these people for 12 years and now you're having to Start leave. And that can be a good thing for a lot of people. And, you know, I was ready to graduate, too, and get to get to college. But then I kind of found myself, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what do I do now? Like, this, I just ended like, my whole childhood, like, what do I do, but, oh my gosh, like, your life is just beginning, and God has so much left to do in your life that you have not been able to see yet, so look forward to that, look forward to what's to come. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, high school is just the beginning of all of the amazing things to come. Yeah, um, my last one is God has your plan mapped out, so you don't have to worry about it, and I think, Especially, like, juniors and seniors, you can really stress about the future and, like, what school you're going to go to, what you're going to graduate with, whether it's honors, special honors, no honors, um, <laughs> whatever, uh, to each their own. But, um, you know, there, God has a plan for you, and he's got it all figured out. And there's, I mean, stress is going to happen, but trying to take it in your own hands is never going to work out. And... Um, so just trusting that his plan is greater than anything that we could ever think of or imagine is um, the biggest thing that I could talk about. Mm-hmm. And it'll give you a lot of relief in the coming days and years that um, grad- as graduation approaches as well. Yeah, that is very, very true. Yep. Yeah. I don't have much else to say that. That one's pretty spot on. Because <laughs> um, that's something I'm even like learning still today is like God hasn't mapped out like why would you need to stress if God, it's it's already happened. God knows what's going to happen and you can't stop his plan from prevailing. Yep. So yeah, that's great. Yep. Okay guys, well, we are going to go ahead and move right into our, um, our outro, I guess, if you can call it. And it's, um, we do this thing called what has God been teaching you lately? And we just kind of talk about, you know, letting you guys in a little bit on, our in 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 on our personal lives. Sorry, Manali's phone is on three percent, so we're really trying to get this wrapped up. But um, do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Um, just being like really real and vulnerable, I guess, with you guys. What I'm learning right now is um to look within my own heart and asking God to really just search me and look at all the areas that I can grow and work and improve on because it was something that I hadn't really like thought about or seen until now and so I have a lot of things in my heart that I realized like I needed to work on like I talked about it in this episode like I have a lot of insecurity like a lot of you know 
like past hurts and stuff like that I've just like really needed to work on and so I've just been asking God to help me grow in those areas and really work on myself and in that aspect so that's just kind of what he's been what we've been doing right now yeah yeah um one thing that I've been praying a lot about because I absolutely am the worst about this is criticism and taking criticism in a healthy way mm-hmm. um whether it is teachers or my parents or my friends or whoever telling me things that I need to fix about myself which are true um she takes I it personally take it very personally <laughs> and I get upset and I get mad or I just won't listen to it at all <laughs> and that is not a good quality to have as a Christian or as a person in general and so that's something I've been really praying about is just that God would open up my heart to criticism Mm -hmm. and uh, kind of um, melt away some of the hardness (laughs) that just forms in my heart whenever people critique me. (laughs) I'm not like throwing you under the bus, but I was just thinking about a funny story that you told me not too long ago, and it was in one of your like speech classes or something and she made an A on it and which is great but then she was like do you know what she counted off for she said that I said like too much and I was like and I started and she was so mad and I was like well well did you and she was like well and she thought about it for a second well well yeah I did but she didn't have to count off for it she counted off five points because I said like too much and I moved my hands too much I was so bad she was not happy but Which it's an area a of growth right example it's a great example <laughs> but I just thought that I just thought that was a funny story but it's yeah funny. I think we could all we could all learn about critic self criticism self not self criticism um critiques what is that what is the word for that criticism? constructive criticism that's the word I'm looking for um <laughs> Yeah, I think we could all learn to to do better with that. Yep. But yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else to say? No, ma'am. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up here. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys.